everybody, welcome back. This is the Uncensored Anime Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things anime uncensored, and we are your hosts. I'm David, we got Jerry, we got Kenny, and today is an episode I'm sure you all have been waiting for the whole season on. This is the season wrap-up episode, um, so we're just going to get all of the, you know, spoiler warnings out now. Uh, we are going to be talking about a lot of the animes that we've been watching Basically, the 13 um, anime that we talked about in a previous episode, where we talked about the first episodes of them. Uh, we're going to be giving our thoughts. We also have some news to go over. So, let's just... It's going to be a big episode, so let's just hop right into it. So, Jerry, go. you want to start off go. with our first let's... bit of news? Uh, sure. Or just, you know, talk? No, okay, so... Hello, everyone. Welcome back. You know the drill. Yeah, today we're going to be doing the thing where we... Go back over some of the shows that all of us actually watched because at the beginning of each season we we love to try everything, but uh, not I I would say that for me at least I don't usually make it to the end with a lot of shows. But uh, as of today, a lot of shows started to wrap up their seasons. Some are still going, but we're gonna just talk about all of those seasonal shows. Before that, we got to get into some news. First piece of news: we talked about last week that Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin was recently canceled from Weekly Shonen Jump. So, uh, poor one out for Hardwell, Cop, and Dolphin. The the favorite of the podcast. I never read it, but you two boys seem to enjoy mostly um, what you had read. And uh, seemed to be our favorite of the comedies that was out right now, but it, it, it passed on. But this week they announced I Tell C has also been canceled. And uh, that means they're replacing it as well. So, this week, to replace Hardwell, Cop, and Dolphin, a new series called Red Hood debuted. And next week, a series called Nehru, I believe it's called, will debut. So uh, prior to what, it'll come out after this episode comes out, or it should. So it won't be available yet. But Red Hood is already available. And I read it. I read the first chapter. And, uh, oh, did you like it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. You guys haven't read it yet? Nope. I, I started reading it, and I, I stopped reading it. Wait, why? Did you get bored? Yeah. Whoa. I, I loved it. Um. I don't know. It was not. It's not special, I guess. Mm. Uh, but it's hard to tell from one chapter of a manga that, like, yeah. I would say. I mean, it's hard to like go back and think. Okay, if if only Naruto chapter one was out, like, how would I feel about Naruto? You know, I feel like right. you won't really get a good feeling for a series until about two to three volumes worth. Which honestly, in Shonen Jump, a lot of series don't even make it that far. And yeah. uh, so it's hard to even kind of plan that. But for Red Hood, the general plot synopsis is that it's a world where mythological creatures are real and they wreak havoc and, and do damage to different towns and cities around. And these people called the, the Red Hoods, they are paid exterminators of mythological creatures, essentially. And the story centers around our two characters named Grimm, who is a trained Red Hood. And uh, I think his name was Von Vonu or something, Vonu, Vinu, something like that. And he is a young boy in a small hamlet, which is like a small town, a small hamlet uh, that is being ravaged by werewolves. And Grimm and Vonu or Vinu, whatever, I I'll have to look up the name. It's something like that. They uh, they team up to fight off a werewolf, and Grimm thinks that Vonu is going to be a good potential like Red Hood. Uh, for the organization. That's kind of how the first chapter goes. I, that's kind of spoilers, but not really. It's the first chapter. Um, yeah. So go check it out. If that sounds interesting to you, you might really dig it. The artwork is kind of my favorite part about it. 
I think the art was really, really pretty. Um, so I don't know. I, I, who knows with these, you can't really get invested in a Shonen Jump title, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Kenny, you, you know better. You've, you've been reading Shonen Jump titles as they get canceled left and right. I like some of them too. Some of the ones that get canceled, I feel like uh, have promise. That's for sure. But sometimes authors return, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, maybe not this one. Yeah. But maybe the next one will be it. Right. And I know, I know that, uh, what was it? The, the Nisekoi, I want to say the author for Nisekoi Mm -hmm. released a couple one shots that did not make it. And I really enjoyed one of them. And, and then well, he came back to Nisekoi. Well, you got to remember, My Hero's author, Kohei Horikoshi, he had two serializations, full-blown, not just one-shots, full-blown serializations got canceled twice before landing on My Hero Academia. So that's pretty intense to think that you got serialized, went through the trouble, started a story, you know, made it five or six months in, and then got fired, and then came back, got a second story, made it five or six months in, and got fired again. Like, I just don't even know what sort of, like, mental toll that would take on someone. Um mm-hmm. But eventually, you know, you land it and you get it right. And you, you get in the magazine and you find your right footing. So maybe uh, Red Hood isn't going to be this author's only attempt. Or maybe Red Hood will last for a long time. That's something we don't really, you know, there's no way to know. You know, it could, it could mm-hmm. go any way. Um, yeah. so I, I wish know. there was like a guaranteed, like, at least like like a set amount of chapters. And if it wasn't good at that point, then, you know, then they would like, just ended or or at least like do like maybe like another five chapters to wrap up the story mm-hmm. but because some of these are like getting acts at what like 15 16 17 chapters like before yeah. anything even happens i mean I like not, even, not even like two volumes worth of content right it's weird because like they're set up like they're going to be long-running stories they're not made to be short-form stories so it's like you yeah. get two volumes in which was really where maybe first series like black clover or naruto that's where things start to pick up but for mm-hmm. a series that gets canceled, it's like, oh, they're finally ramping up, and Shueisha's like, axe it. You get one chapter, and you're done, you know? Um, right. So it really sucks for your series because it just kind of gets chopped, and uh, yeah. you just kind of have to cut it when if you knew, like, from the get-go. Like, think about Chainsaw Man, right? Like, he knew from the get-go he wanted, to, like, less than 100 chapters, I think. And so that allowed him to kind of work within his means to create a really cool story, and because it did really well, lucky him. But... Mm. Uh, yeah, Katie... I'm loving Candy Flurry, but I think I might also get X soon because they kind of unveiled like the the main villain already. Oh, and that's kind of not really a good sign. I mean, it's not even well. I think chapter ten just came out, so Ta- it's like Tanjiro fucks with Kibutsuji moves on very early. So that's true. That is true. I mean, and and it got canceled technically. Well, I think it lasts for like two hundred plus chapters though. Yeah, so. so. Here's the thing. I don't know. So and so I don't know if people if listeners know this or not, but there are really two things that can impact a series longevity in weekly Shonen Jump. There's kind of two major things that they look at, and that's that every week Shonen Jump runs like an internal um, what would you call it, like an internal survey to rank the popularity of each series each week. So if it has a really good chapter, uh, a lot of people, readers in Japan might mark and say, that's the one they want this week, yada, yada, yada. And if you do really well in these weekly surveys, your series definitely has a, a bigger chance of lasting longer. And the way that we as readers know how well a series is doing 
is by their placement in the weekly magazine. So if a series is like right when you flip open the book, if it's that's the series you see, that's one of the top series. And if the in there in the back of the book, that means that they didn't do well in the weekly surveys, which is certainly not great because if you're in the back of the book, you might have less people reading to the end, finding your series anyway. So it's kind of like a cycle where it's like if you start doing poorly, your stuff ends up at the back and then it's like easier to keep doing poorly. Um, mm. And then you end up getting axed, which uh, Hardboiled Cobb and Dolphin, I didn't realize this, but after Hardboiled Cobb and Dolphin got canned, I started looking at all the data um, and I was kind of curious like what where it had been ranking. It had been ranking the bottom three for months and months and months. So oh, wow. Uh, wow. That, that's an easy way to get your series cut. Even if you're doing well elsewhere, Shueisha really focuses on those ja- those surveys, which sucks because in the U.S. the series might be doing way better um, or, you know, whatever it might be. It's really those Japanese surveys that they're actually putting in the Shonen Jump volumes that you would want to uh, to, to actually have your series do better in. Um, so that's why when I think about Candy Flurry, so the last, I think, three chapters have all been in, like, the bottom two for Candy Flurry. So bottom two, it's like bottom one or two. It's like either last or second to last, something like that. And the only other series that's like also doing just as bad as nine dragons ball parade. So, um, unless those series start to kind of flip it around and make some progress, I say they usually give a series 20 chapters of a grace period. I think whether your shit's doing bad or not, if in 20 chapters, you can bounce into the top a little bit, then you've got a good chance of sticking Mm -hmm. around a little bit past that, but you've like, I tell C is a great example of a series that literally after getting into the rankings, cause I think the first like six or seven weeks, it, the you're not actually ranked. And then after that you start to get ranked, something like that. Um, mm. so once getting into the rankings, like I tell C it was like always in the bottom three, um, every single week after the rankings. So it did that for, you know, three months straight. And so it got canceled. And so I think if candy flurry and nine dragons ball parade, don't start turning it around in the next month or two. Um, it might, we might see another axing of the series, but as of right now, I haven't heard any rumors that a new series is getting announced. So maybe that's mm. a good, a good sign, at least for nine dragons yeah. ball parade. Cause nine dragons ball just made it to chapter 20, I believe or 19, something like that. So yep. I think it's going to make it a little further than others, but candy flurry, I would be worried about on the flip side, yeah. elusive samurai and, Blue Box have been performed. They've been swinging above their weight. Mm. So on weeks where like One Piece is out, they can sometimes land. They I've seen. I was seeing both of them land in the top five on weeks where One Piece is out. And so like wow. that's that's pretty intense for a new series. So Blue Box and Elusive Samurai are getting really good reception from Japanese audiences, as well as Sakamoto Days. I saw was easily getting into the top couple series most day most weeks. I but like Sakamoto Days. I've only heard good things about Sakamoto Days, so I'm not surprised. I and I still read that one, so really the only thing that can save a manga if it's doing poorly that way is like really really good volume sales. Um yeah. and so it's pretty rare that uh that that's the case. I have also and I would I'm going to put this on everyone listening's radar, Undead Unluck. Okay? Popular shonen series for the most part, finally getting an English printing uh just recently. I I actually own volumes 1 and 2 myself. Um, it, when I was looking at all the data, cause I was just curious about everything else. I noticed undead unluck has been doing very poorly in the weekly rankings. Very, very poorly. So I'm curious uh, what that yeah. means for undead unluck because 
it does suck right now because Jump actually has an elite. There is an elite pantheon right now in Jump that people don't really talk about, but it's pretty straightforward. It's One Piece, My Hero Academia, Black Clover, Dr. Stone, and Jujutsu Kaisen. And those five series almost never leave the top five spots in the weekly ranking. So that really right. kind of sets the rest of the series up to be competing to try to to dethrone one of those series. And that's why it's lucky that One Piece takes a they take a break every three weeks. So yeah. and Jujutsu's on hiatus. And Jujutsu just went on hiatus, so there's an opportunity there. And that's I think that's why Blue Box and um Elusive Samurai are, are performing above their weight class because of the fact that Jujutsu and One Piece, you know, swing in and out. So because of that, they're performing a little bit better. Um as we sort of uh, see, and that's going to, I think it's going to help out these new series a lot, but also mm-hmm. it's just kind of, I'm curious what's going to do. Cause there's like mission Yozakura family is like a really standard, like it never drops super low. It never goes really high. It's one of those ones that might just continue on for a long time, just in the middle, you know, same thing with yep. Ma- Mashal. Mashal's one that I looked at. I only looked at like since 2021 started. So only the last what, seven months, six months. And it's like yeah. Mashal is consistently like right in the center you know, Yozakura family right in the center. Those two series are both pretty high number counts. They're probably going to just keep going until who knows when, but we won't get too deep into the jump lingo. If you guys are curious, if any of the listeners are curious, go check out the weekly Shonen jump rankings. You can find them on Reddit. Uh, I think there's even like a, a subreddit called like manga rankings where someone will post them every week. Uh, so if that's something you're interested in, go check out how they rank the series each week. It might give you some insight into what series might get canceled and what might not. So you know what to invest your time into or not, because in reality, it really sucks to read 20 chapters of something to just get like a, a cancellation, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All okay. right. So any more news? Kenny, you want to go with your news or yeah, let's go with my news. Um, this week I watched a new show. Um, it's uh it's an oldie um but it's coming out with a season two uh next month uh so i watched uh vampire night this weekend uh, oh, i really podcast. oh i thought he was gonna Talk tell about, us it's too early the misdirect the, the vampire night podcast where all we do is we love vampire night um, i'll see you guys next week on the vampire night podcast oh my god <laughs> 14 minutes and 50 seconds, uh, by the way. Dang, you just gave them the timestamp. Uh, well, I mean, if they're here, they're here. If you're they're here, here, make sure you timestamp them in the comments down below. Kenny yeah. has dropped Vampire Night only 14 minutes in. Who knows? This could be in. a double Vampire Night episode, which Kenny sometimes graces us with. It could be a triple. No. It could be a quadruple. Kenny, no. Who knows? Oh, Kenny. It's just the one. Just the Who one. Knows? It's always just, just the one. one. Just the one this week. Whatever, but yeah, Kenny, do you want to tell him about the actual or what you were doing? Um, yeah, I watched no, Miss Kobayashi's uh, Dragon Maid this week. I watched, I loved it. It was great. It was not just dragons with big titties. Um, it's much more than that. It was really good. Um, and I liked it a lot. That's what I have to say about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Well, I'm excited. Some, right in time news. for season two. Right, there's some yep. news associated with that, though, Ken. Oh, season two comes out next season. Yeah, it's summer um, season, right? Summer, yeah. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a handful of shows to watch as well that are brand new. Yes, and that we'll be, be talking coming. about those. That will be coming soon. Yeah. Um, but Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid is also starting in that same time period. And for me, I love it. 
my favorite relationship in that show is Fafnir and Takia. They're my favorite. Um, so yeah, leave your favorite couple in the comments down below. You know what no, I found I out about the author of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid? What, bro? What? They have just written like a lot of stuff. Really? Yeah. So I I only remember I found this out because I was looking at the new Mappa anime called Edaten Deities. Uh, something, something, something. I don't remember. Yeah. Something. Uh, uh, on this young generation? Yeah, something like that. So I the, deities in the peaceful generation. Yes. Yeah, so the new, the, so the author of Kobayashi Dragon Maid is, the name of the author is Kul Kyo Sinja, which I don't know if that's like a pin name or what, but right. um, they have a couple different series that are actually pretty popular. One being Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid, another being... A series called I Can't Understand What My Husband Is Saying, which got an anime adaptation. Um, and then hmm. another series called Komori-san Can't Decline. Sounds a lot like Komi-san Can't Communicate. But um, Komori-san Can't Decline. And they actually have two new mangas that are – or they're old mangas. Two new series that are coming out in summer called Peach Boy Riverside and The Edaten Deities Know Only Peace. Um, both of which have anime coming out next season. And I think we're probably going to watch both of them, if I remember correctly. So yeah. um, that's all Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid author, uh, Kul Kyosinja. And they've written a ton of other manga. They've been serialized a ton of times. And uh, yeah, I mean, to already have five anime adaptations under your belt just seems like like a lot to me. Um, and a, a lot that I feel like are popular. Like, Yeah, at the very least, uh, Dragon Maid... And I can't understand what my husband is saying are both anime that I've I've heard of. And Kamori-san can't decline. I didn't really know much about it, but it's cool that it got an anime adaptation. And then now to have two coming out that are both looking nice, including one by freaking MAPPA, is like, it's kind of a big deal in my mind. But yeah, they've done pretty well. One by MAPPA, one by Kyoto Animation, yeah. And I just can't I actually wow. figure out like what they look like. I, like. I can't find the author anywhere. So it almost makes me wonder if it's a group of people. And they just don't announce that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the care, you know, looking, I remember I've seen this show. I can't understand what my husband is saying. And the style of characterization in, in the main guy mm -hmm. is similar to the style of characterization in another character in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. So yeah. I would not, I would not doubt if it's the same author. That's true. And it might be, but it just would be interesting to me if it's like, like, you know, Clamp. Like the author clan, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like a group of people. Um, yeah. Yuta Tamago, the author of uh, Kinikuman, is also like a group. It's like two people, I think. Um, oh. So they're they're it's pretty common in Japan, especially when you hear a name like Kulkyo Shinja, to for that to be like a code name for like one or or maybe like two or three people, you know, um, who are writing because so, maybe it's like the same author and artist. Maybe they work together as a team. I don't know. It just sounds like a name that's like pushed together like that. But yeah, very interesting yep. and still kind of news because they have three anime adaptations airing in the summer. That seems like a lot to me, right? Yeah, that is a lot. Dragon Maid season two, Peach Boy Riverside, Annie Dot and Deities are all airing in the summer, and it's all from the same author. And I'm like, that just seems pretty pretty awesome for the author at least. Um, they, I mean, that's definitely probably a really big thumbs up to them. So. Mm. All yeah. right, David, did you have some news? I did have some news. So there, uh, 
No well, uh, so there's a so there was an announcement recently um, related to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and apparently Warner Brothers Japan. Uh, so there is an Anime Expo Light uh, that's happening. Uh, I believe I don't know when exactly. I think it's either I think it's this upcoming weekend. Um, okay. And so on July third, there's going to be some announcements that involve. Um, Record of Ragnarok and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Record of Ragnarok. And yeah, just randomly Record of Ragnarok. Oh. Yep. So they're gonna be talking about Record of Ragnarok. I don't know what exactly, like what exactly regarding that show. Yeah. Um, and they haven't unveiled exactly what they're talking about with JoJo's, but the rumor is speculating that they're gonna be talking about some part six news. So yeah, I hope it's a release date at least. Yeah. So if that's the case, we could be getting a release date. Which would be really okay. awesome. Hear me out. What if they just dropped episode one? <gasps> Didn't they kind of do some shit like that with the last season? Yes, bro. We're like yeah. at, at a con or something. They were like surprised. Yeah, they were we just like, here's episode one and we're starting right now. Yeah. Like, they were yeah. like, next episode comes that. out next week. With part five, I'm pretty sure that's what they did. Yep. If they did it with part six. Yeah. But this Anime Expo Lights 2021, is, is that a big con? I don't. You saw I'm not Giorno familiar with that. Whack that dude with the shovel and. David. Anime Expo is the biggest anime convention in the nation. Anime Expo Light, though? The light it's version. the light version. Well, I think it's just I think it's vir- because it's at home. It, yeah, it's their virtual. It's Anime Expo, yeah. but it's virtual. Oh, it's the digital version of anime. Oh, the largest celebration of Japanese pop culture in North America. Yep. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah, yeah. So it is a big deal. This is. Okay, big, so this is a big deal then. Stuff yeah. happens at deal. Anime Expo every year that. um uh Stuff happens at Anime Expo every year, that is. And the way that thing Araki said was translated. Weird, remember? What was it? He's, Last year he or said this that, year? Uh, this year. at the, Whenever Season 6 got announced, he said oh, that... Oh, during the announcement, he, yeah. He made it seem like they were already finished. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, Kenny. <laughs> he made it like, seem huh? like they were... And he was like, yeah, we're going to do like a theater release or some, yeah. some bullshit. And people were very confused. I am curious... <laughs> It would be nice if it if the whole show starts coming out. Uh, I mean, that's cool. next week or something, right? And I'd love to see an opening third, song, bro. The third is Saturday, so this Saturday. Oh, and no. if you go to if you go to Anime Expo's like website mm-hmm. and you can look at their whole schedule, um, where is it? I just looked at it. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Anime Expo Light Twenty Twenty One Special Program Stone Ocean the new series. Okay, so it is about part six. Oh, it's explicitly about part six. Yeah, so we would like to show you behind-the-scenes clips that were only shown at selected events. Watch the producer and editor go deep inside David Production, studio behind the masterpiece, and also find out how the past series were made firsthand from the creative staffs. Whoa. So it seems it's like a more from like the creative aspect of JoJo's from like the like the animators and stuff. But uh, oh, but it, and it also says make sure to keep watching till the very end. What'd you say about da, da, da. Record of Ragnarok though? Where's what's that announcement gonna be? Uh let I'm me, looking at the me. schedule and I'm like, I don't see anything about Record of Ragnarok. Honestly, this first bit of news that I got about JoJo's was from this U- random YouTuber video and he uh, said it. So I just repeated him, but he could a, be wrong. We're a random so. YouTuber video. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the random YouTuber yeah, video. Yeah, welcome to the random uh, YouTuber pop. We're talking about Record of Ragnarok. And we're, we're, getting, we're getting meta. We're getting a little meta. We're hanging out. getting a little meta. Uh, well, there was another anime that announced uh, some upcoming news. Oh, David. was it? Oh, was, was there, Terry? What was it called? Oh, is it called? No, 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 wait. No, not that one. 
No, no, oh. no, no, no. Wait. You're talking about Villain Saga, right? Oh, yeah, I am. There you go, David. Okay, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about the other one. No, no, no. Villain Saga. <laughs> Villain Saga announced that they were going to make an announcement, I believe, next week. Oh, that's um, cool. Yes. And I've also, you know. Season two? The author of Vinland Saga has already said that he's in the final arc of the manga. Yeah, um, I mean, he is. But he's the end. Of he's month. monthly, so, you know, it's going to take him a little bit to finish. I think I read that he said he'll be finishing in the next few years, um, but he doesn't have a ton of chapters left. So Right, maybe 10, 15 exciting. more. Right, yeah. so it's going to take a year or two or three or whatever, you know, um, just because they only do 12 chapters a week or a month, a year, only 12 chapters a year. Um, so yes, so that's happening, but then, yeah, there was some news that they're going to be announcing something. We don't know what they're announcing yet. Um, but the rumor around town is hopefully it's a season two announcement and, uh, yep, I hope so. It should be. I mean, what else they going to announce, right? They already at the end of season one, they had the, the animation of, right. You know, the you know come back for the the next arc like yes. like it was already a foregone conclusion see and that's and that's how i felt about it too so i'm surprised it's taken this long because you know well it was originally what, 2019 or something it was originally supposed to be january this year i think that's, it was already supposed to be out i remember that but mm. yeah i was like i i can't remember why like i don't know i don't remember what happened i, I assume COVID happened but yeah um you know what I mean? Like, it's just weird that we still don't have, like, really any information about it if it was supposed to already be out by now. Yeah, right. So that's kind of freaking me out, I guess. Um, and it's that announcement's going to be on July 26th, by the way. The Vinland one? The Vinland Saga announcement. So, I would not be surprised it's coming in the next season. Not four, summer, like, but... Four or five weeks. For fall. Yeah. Maybe, like, winter. Year. Dude, if, if yeah. it comes up... If we have Chainsaw Man, Vinland Saga... Uh, Demon Slayer, um, you know, all if all the shit decides to air like back with JoJo's, I will yep. be stuffed, guys. We will have such and, a tough. Yeah, it'll be tough even keeping up. It's like, it's going to be anime. so yeah. much good. Wait, speaking of Chainsaw Man, we gotta talk about that trailer. Chainsaw Man, what? 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 What are you talking What's about? What's Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man? Dingy all here only just What's Chainsaw destroyed, Man? It just destroyed the internet. Who's dingy? Um, no, I'm just, <laughs> did it destroy the internet? I How is Aki? It blew up. No, but so for those of you that are listening, uh, <laughs> you might have you might have heard us talk about a show called Chainsaw Man. Um, and if you haven't ever heard of Chainsaw Man, if this is your first time ever hearing about it, you need to a you need to purchase a, a membership to the Viz Media app and read all of Chainsaw Man. Mm -hmm. And then B, you need to watch the trailer and get hyped when it comes out later this year, mm -hmm. when the anime comes out later this year. Yep. Um, and honestly, that trailer exceeded all my expectations. Yeah, I kind of awesome. had, I kind of had, um, not like high expectations. I mean, kind of like medium, I guess, like mid level. But watching that, I proceeded to watch it sixty more times. I watched yeah, it ten I'm, times this morning. I, um, I can't stop. The whole trailer is like a yeah. The whole trailer is like a minute long. It's super short. Yeah. But even from all the snippets, I can like. I know exactly what each of the scenes are from in the story. Man, I'm tired. So I don't know why. Oh, is Chainsaw Man boring you, Jerry? Are no, you? No, uh, we're just filming a little later today, bro. It's just late. You know, it's late. But it's late. I agree with you, David. It's I already watched a guy who did like a. He already like went through and found all the manga panels and like put them next to it mm. on YouTube. So I don't know if you guys watched that, but 
That's um, cool. Yeah, someone are, and yeah, it's all you know. It's all everything in the trailer is just ripped right out of the manga so perfectly. Like, yeah, you can just tell that whoever the director is of this series. I don't know. It's like when I watched the Shaman King trailer, I immediately was like, "Oh, we're fucked." But then it's like you watch something like this, and it's like, "Oh, we're saved." You know, it's like there's no more time to worry. Um, Especially, there's so much cool shit that like does not get covered in that trailer, and so, so it's like much. you I mean, know that. Seen a spoiler for Chainsaw Man, but we didn't get to see. I mean, the what's your name? The Bomb Devil isn't in the trailer. No Reze, uh, Reze, Reze. Yeah, nope. No uh, Bomb Devil. No. Katana Devil. No Katana um, Devil. We didn't get to see the Katana Devil. Obviously, we didn't. We didn't see Hell. Um, um, we oh, haven't seen. Yeah. No. 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 We, well, did we not. didn't. We didn't see. Uh, what's her? The the Sheishi or Ki, Kishi? Or I can't pronounce the, her name. The Gun Devil fully fully realized. Uh, yeah, Gun, yeah. gun well, Devil. I, they're gonna save that for a big reveal, I think. That yeah. I mean, uh, that scene is is one that I'm like, you know, that you do briefly. I'm see so friends. excited. That the, was like five chapters. Of Aki's house being and while he's standing there in the is yep. briefly in the trailer and I was like I was like bro ice on that um yeah uh it looks so good looks yeah so I love I I'm calling it right now I want to make a prediction right here on the podcast um the master guy what's his name um Ooh. like oh a the tra- their trainer their mentor he wears a trench coat. Yeah, he's oh. got the snowbar. Kishibe, is that his name? Yes. Kishibe. Kishibe. I'm going to put a prediction out there right now uh, who is going to play him because I don't think any of the voice actors have uh, been okay. named yet. I think that Kishibe is going to be voiced by um, Kinjiro Suda in the Japanese version. That's my guess as to who's going to voice Kishibe. And that's the guy who voices Overhaul? Yeah, he plays Overhaul. He plays um, House Husband. He play- I mean... He's just like everyone. Joker in Fire Force, Nanami in Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Tatsu in House Husband. Um, who else did he play? Uh, Lero Row in Tower of God, which we watched. Atomic Samurai in One Punch Man, Overall in My Hero. Um, oh, he's just been in so much anime, dude. But he always plays like that sort of like slacker, older mentor type. And uh, I think he's just going to nail Like I-, I know he's not been cast yet. But if Kendro Suda gets cast as him, it would not even surprise me. Yeah. Like, just in 2021 alone, he has already it's been a voice in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, roles. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14. He's had 14 recurring roles in anime uh, just in 2021 alone. Wow. And I'm like, this dude is working constantly. I'm like, so he's, he's deaf. He's in Chainsaw Man. He's got to be. He's eating. I mean, he's got. I'm trying to think. What other map up? Well, he was Nanami in Jujutsu Kaisen, so he's already right. worked with yeah. Mappa before. I'm trying yeah. to think if he's been in any other Mappa productions really quick. So, uh, let's just back it up a little. Okay, so, he was in Attack on Titan. He played, uh, well, before Mappa took over, though. He was in the Whip version. I don't know if he was in. He was Hannes. Um, fuck, I'm like, what else has he played? Um, uh, Still, Nanami is recent. Yeah, I don't think he played in God of High School, surprisingly. Surprisingly. Because I feel like mm-hmm. that. Oh, no, he was. He was in God of High School. He played Jiggle Tyke. Who's that? Guinea? That's the main bad guy. No. Yeah. I don't even remember that, even though we watched it all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's Seto Kaiba. Oh, yeah. He's the original voice of Kaiba in the Japanese version. Kinjiro Suda has got to have one of the most iconic 
Japanese voices, it's like the moment I hear him, I immediately know it's him. Like, I'm like, yep, there he is again. And he pops up all the time. He's in so much anime. Do you think, you think he's going to voice Kishibe? That's my guess. That's just my guess. I think he's got a great voice for it, and I think he'd nail it. Um, I mean, he killed the Nanami in the Japanese in Jujutsu Oh yeah, and I feel like yeah, they absolutely. have kind of a similar demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Just a guess. Just a little guess. Just a little guessy guess. I don't know. I, I'm curious how the voice cast falls, and if it'll be anyone we're used to, or if it's you know new people. But all right, boys. Uh... Any other anime news this week? Um, that, those are all the key ones. That's the key ones. That's the key those ones. Key so, ones. Yeah. Do we want to save Odd Taxi for the end? Yes. Yeah. Let's let's do Odd Taxi. Okay. Last. So That's last. The one show, just for our viewers, the one show that all three of us watched every episode of, no stop, no questions, is also the show that when we did our what was it spring? Oh, fuck. What season are we in? Spring? Was that spring? Yeah. Right. Spring, we did yeah. our spring 2021 anime first impressions. We told you guys, we said our favorite show is Odd Taxi. We were like, the best Odd show Taxi. we watched was Odd Taxi this season. It is. And no question, no stop, full on. That is the one show all three of us absolutely stuck with. We couldn't get enough of it. And it was an absolute joy beginning and end. So we're going to end the show out tonight by talking about Odd Taxi. So before we do that, we want to run through some of the shows that only a couple of us watched just to give you a good broad perspective of what we all stuck up with i would love for you to because i dropped that shit real fast to talk about 86 because i'm curious because you guys uh, both finished it right yeah, yeah. and so, so first of all 86 is a two core so we're oh. actually going to get we're going to get more oh is it uh, a season or two oh no i don't think it's summer Okay, so it's doing the Mushoku Tensei thing where it's like correct. I think like it's get separated. a half, and then they're gonna wait a little bit and get another half later. Okay, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the ending that we were given was meh. Um, I I don't know. I just kept watching it because I do like the Gundam shit, the war style, like you know. Right. Uh, I like that aspect. The shows or movies. Uh, Fury. I really like Fury. That's the tank movie. Um, and it, it kind of scratches that itch this show did, but I think there's more. And I think they hinted that there was more. I think that mm-hmm. that light at the end, uh, in Shin's juggernaut may have been something, mm. uh, a hint about the future in the show. But overall, I mean, I liked it. You know, I had a good time I liked it. watching it. Yeah. Um, it yeah. Was, like from the, Oh, sorry. Can you still it, it, just, it, it wasn't great, but I I liked it. I watched it every week. So, yeah, like from the first from the first episode, you know, there was the big twist of you know, oh, there's war happening, but it's all the machines are like automated. They're fighting on our behalf, so we don't have to worry about anything. And then yep. it's like, oh wait, there's actually humans in this in these machines fighting, and they're all dying. Um, and I don't know. There was a lot of this show is very emotional, and it's very. Um, it's very heavy with um, it's it's follows that basic premise that war is bad and um, all these people are are dying that the 86 is what they call them and it's basically like not like basically these people aren't they're like a different race or not a different race yeah they're like a different race they're like from a different 
they're like from like, a different country, kind of. Yeah, like a different district, like yep. specifically District eighty six, and they're basically kind of slaves. They're all put in these machines because the the ultimate goal is for them to just die, to just kill them off. They're yep. given these missions to that are basically suicide missions, and and in the end, all the people that we meet throughout this the, this first core mm-hmm. all die. Everyone dies, and so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a, there was very dramatic, but like I didn't really like feel that I didn't really like feel anything emotional. Like I didn't really get an emotional attachment to any of the characters, um, probably because they died too quickly for me to form one with them. Jeez. But there, but there were a lot of moments where it's like you can tell that the the the, the direction that they're going to try to be as sentimental as possible for you to form a connection. Yeah. But like I didn't, it didn't really like jive with me. So. Um, so I mean the animation was good. Honestly, the CGI of the mechs fighting was like pretty cool. Pretty cool. Like it was really One well done. One of the times where CGI can work, right? When it's like a mechs and not yeah, humans. correct. Um, yeah. Right, and that's honestly I think that's like the only time that they use CGI was for those moments, and it, it all looked really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the like the main handler girl was like kind of annoying, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming next season it's going to be like a whole new group of 86. It's got to yeah, end with, with her or something yeah. sneaky happened at the end. And, you know, Shin's going to be he's going to actually be one of the robots now. But he's like a good robot oh, or some shit. Yeah. I could see that. Um, yeah, that's another thing, too. This is like still like a lot of mystery because like apparently when yeah. the machines kill 86, they like take their their like last memories. Like their yeah. soul, basically, they take their br- they take their brain. Machine. Yeah, yeah. so it's like uh, if I if I remember correctly, it was the uh, machines have a battery die date, a date whenever the machines will no no longer continue to work. They were created a long time ago. Um, But the issue is that the machines have learned that they are they have a battery off date and are now taking brains and brain matter to um, from still living humans. Whenever yeah. they beat them on, or still living eighty six, whenever they beat them on the battlefield, mm-hmm. and are using that as new energy to renew the life of their batteries, right. and so um, the as the war continues, the longer and longer and more effective the machines continue to get. Mm. Yeah. So there's there's like some mystery behind like the origin of the machines and stuff. I I hope yeah. in the next core that they dive deeper into because I'm interested in that well it's um uh one thing i know it's it's a long running light novel series that i don't think is over yeah that's why a lot of story to adapt still i got a sneaking suspicion that you know we haven't seen the last of shin um Mm -hmm. if as a human or as a robot um Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't actually know yeah Uh, it looks like there's a lot of 86 story out there so there's a lot to go and I think the author's still writing more side stories, more stuff. So, mm-hmm. what? Do yeah, you, and so, the, the, the universe is interesting. So I'm, 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 I'm going to keep watching when the second core drops, whenever it does. Something I, I thought might be confirmed. funny to do. Oh my god, I'm yawning again. God damn, it's too early for this. Oh, ah. uh, it's late, something bro. I thought might be funny to do. Yes. During our wrap up, is to just see what some of the people on my anime list have already said about some of these shows. So just okay, a little, wait. Just a sure, little read, I, I found some one. selective stuff here for you guys while you guys were okay. talking. So the first re- when you go to reviews on my anime list for 86, the first review says this. It says, The word masterpiece 
gets thrown around so much these days, it's nearly lost its meaning. The literal meaning being the defining work of an individual's career. I'm here to tell you now, 8686 is a masterpiece in the truest sense of the word and is one of the best stories in the modern history of the medium. 86 depicts the brutal nature of war, racism, and oppression in such a way that you can't help but to be absorbed into the story, characters, and fall in love with this series. Okay, that's Cap. Fisherman Island depicts all that so much Yo, that's so Cap, bro. That's so Cap, bro. That... This person deadass gave it a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. They went 10 out of 10. So if you scroll down a little bit, just for some contrast for all of our listeners, if you just scroll down uh, two reviews lower, someone gave the series a 2 out of 10, and they said, 86 is about war, discrimination, and most important, the human being. These three are the pillars in the anime, pillars that most viewers have had contact with before, whether through books or other audiovisual works or mainly history. We're going to jump down a little bit. And they said, 86 is an example of how a story should not be guided. From characters who just fill the screen, to totally artificial relations between Lena and everyone else in the anime, to the misuse of racial discrimination in literally every way possible. Unlike other yeah. stories in the history itself, 86 leaves a stupid legacy, being just another work to try to generate some moral debate. A war anime in which the author himself does not know the reason for what happens in this world. A shame and complete disregard for the racial discrimination experienced by countless people. That is how... Just also Lena's, Le- huh? yeah. Also, Lena's a, she's a white savior. Let's be honest, right? Oh, yeah. she's she's a two a t white savior. Like, come yeah, on, that's her whole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's trash, yep. dude. That's trash. I didn't watch it. I was not interested. After I thought the first episode was lame. I'm this happy is you something guys that got something out of it though. And two things. This is something that I hated about the show. In the opening, the people that have died appear at the end of the opening in a white. If they die in that episode, they're already there. Yeah. <laughs> so one that makes me think that shit and them are not dead yet because they were not in the ending song in the picture of the opening. Oh. Um, and then two, why the fuck? That's a mad fucking spoiler yeah. to get right at the top of the episode. It, it should be like from the end of the last episode. Correct. But That's yeah, I, I I got that too, and I was like, wait, why is it why is it doing this? Yep. So yeah, it was a, it was a cool touch, but like they kind of they messed they messed up the ordering there. Well, so. yep. boys, if you had to rank the first season of eighty six eighty six out of ten, what would the two of you give it? Mm, like I think six, I gave it a five. Six, yeah. Okay. I think on my I think on my mal I gave it. It's a okay. Five, five. Like like I said, I I don't hate it. You know, it's just, it just like, yeah, okay. it's just, just it's handling of certain themes is like, could have been better. Yeah. Okay. So are we going to talk about maybe my favorite show of the season next? Sure. Let's do it. Kenny, what show? Uh, Vampire Night. Welcome to the double. You're Vampire a Night sick podcast. bastard. You're a Let's sick bastard. About You're banned from the podcast. Gotcha. Gotcha. I said had to walk around. around. You sick bastard. Oh my god. I hate. I hate Vampire Night so much. That was uh, one. Man. It sucks that if we. It sucks that if the Uncertain Anime Podcast were to reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube. We would have to watch all of it live. Oh my god, I I hate that that would happen to us if we were to end up with a thousand subscribers. 
Um, so the next show we're going to talk about in this episode is um, Super Cup, which sure. was... Uh, so okay. David stuck with Super Cup. Is it over, David, or no? Yes. The okay, last so episode of the season. Oh, well, let me be sure there's not anything more coming out. Looks like 12 episodes. Did you watch 12 episodes? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, David, yep. tell us, what did you think of the 12 episodes of Super Cub based off of the light novel, also called Super Cub? So, this is going to be very short. Um, this is just a simple slice of life of a girl who is timid, is to herself, and she gets a cub, and she gets friends. Nice. And she 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 has a personality, but she kind of, her personality grows along with her Super Cub because she learns how to mod it. She, uh, yeah, she learns how to mod it. She puts like windshields or uh, like uh, yeah, like windshields on her on her uh, cub. She increases the CC. She adds like a basket. She just she pimps out her ride, mm. and she makes friends with other people who are also interested in Super Cub. So it's just about you know it was wholesome, cute, and a very light and nice watch. So. Okay. If you're in, if you're into if you're into slice of lives and you want something just very low key to watch, I enjoy the entire first season, so I'd recommend. Okay. So David, that's you any any specifics about details of the show or anything? I mean, there were some key moments, like for example, there was like a <laughs> there was like a whole episode where her her class went on a field trip. And she was left behind. She was like, she woke up that morning, she was sick, and then like an hour later, she was perfectly fine. So she was like, "Shit, I want to go." So she hops on her cub, and it's it was like a ten to fifteen minute montage of her riding her cub like on the street, like no dialogue, just her riding, and I enjoyed. It. I I was attentive the entire time. I was chilling. chilling. Literally the entire episode was her just riding her cub, and then at the end she's like, "I made it," and they're like, "You you shouldn't have done that, but you're here, so we'll we'll let we'll only let it slide this one time." And then she looks at a friend and she's like, "Hee hee," and then that was the episode. Wow. So yeah, All there's right. not much. To, there's not much to say. That was a memorable. It's probably hey. the most memorable episode for me. But um, yeah, not oh say. Oh my god. Okay, so I've got some great. It was um, cute. I've got some great mal reviews to read for everyone. Oh no! Okay, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. This is my oh, new favorite. Okay, so yeah. I've been doing this off camera, by the way, a lot too. It's like I think of like what what's my favorite anime, and I go look at the mal reviews because people get us ten. Whoever these human beings are that exist that are that are spending their time to write these reviews onto my anime list, it, I'm it just blows my mind because these things are out of this world. Okay, so check this one out. This was a this person gave it a nine out of ten and they said, Jesus Christ, I don't reading this is gonna make me sound like R slash I am very smart. Esoteric ideology esoteric ideologies on the jubilation of owning a Honda Super Cub, embracing materialism and the consumerist worldview to derive happiness and escape our amalgamated depression, evocating tranquility through enthralling artistic direction, incorporating subtle visual prompts coupled with reserved use of melancholic classical works, affable characters and eloquent dialogue depicts personal growth through sincere adversity, modest in theming, predominantly pastel palette landscapes are home to consistently detailed designs and graceful animation particularly 
in the CGI, gleaming with artistic integrity and nuanced prose, Super Cub stands at the forefront of modern Iyashikai. Thank you, Honda and Studio Kai, for sponsoring this short review. It sounds like you opened the dictionary and just picked all the, the biggest words and just strained them in a sentence. What and the just, fuck was that? That was your review? sentence. Oh my god. Yo, what the what the dog doing? Yo, what's like, the dog what? doing? Why <laughs> overall why you give it a nine? That person no, gave no. it a nine out of ten, and that was their review. Um, wow. so here we go. Uh this is a three out of ten that I just found. Overall, Dang. this anime is one of the worst slice of life animes I've ever seen. To make sure I am clear, I have nothing against actual Super Cubs in real life. <laughs> Honda really should have done better. Now at least I know where to find a real-life CG Super Cub if I really wanted to drive one. A character whose name I forgot once said, Please save me again with your Super Cub. Let me rephrase it. Please save me from this Super Cub. Like, so, yeah. why? There's so, there are so many tens. I would never expect the dichotomy, to be The dichotomy of reviews that occurs. It's just so funny to me. So, David, as a fan, someone who enjoyed the first season of Super Cub, where would you rank it on your scale of one to ten, my sir? A five. Another five. Another five. Well, I, I, 86 is like a six. You 86 moved, is oh, a six. Okay, Kenny gave 86 a six, but you said five. Yeah. yeah, I gave six, bro. Yeah, six, six, six. So 86 to 6, I would give Super Cub a 5. Super Cub's a, a solid 5. That's impressive. I feel solid like five. you enjoyed it, but it's still a 5. Okay. I, I enjoyed it, but like... Goodbye, Kenny. See you oh, next time. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny's uh, out. If you think that Kenny yeah. likes to disconnect, well, today's your lucky day. He just disconnected, and uh, he's back. Damn it, bro. Make sure you tag in the, in the comments down below when we lost Kenny on today's episode. It's not going to be. Almost an hour in this week. time. Almost an hour in. We'll see who catches it this but time. No, I, but the last thing I'll say about Super Cub, I feel like I think if you don't already like Slice of Lives... If you come into this not really know knowing what to expect, I think you're gonna hate it because you're gonna be super bored with what's happening. Oh. But if you like come in expecting like like a slice of life, a wholesome slice of life, mm -hmm. and it's literally about a girl and her uh Honda Super Cub, then it, it makes it less as bad, I guess. I don't really know. Right. But it's for me, it was enjoyable just because I love slice of lives and I also love wholesome things. So which is what this this show embodies those two things pretty well. Wow. I'd say. But if you aren't into those, especially if you're not into Slice of Lives, then you're not you're not gonna like this show, I feel. Okay. So So let's talk yeah. um So David, you did eighty six, you did uh Super Cub. What other shows did you guys watch by yourselves? Uh Nagatoro. The two of Don't you. Don't toy with me. Miss Nagatoro. Uh, do we have to? <laughs> Ijinai Day. Step Nagatoro. on my nuts. Miss Nagatoro. Gumbuddy, gumbuddy, Sam. Okay. Sam. Let's just gush about Nagatoro. One, I love the addition of the third girl, the third friend. I don't remember her name, but her style and what she was funny about was a good, uh, you know, for sort of to Nagatoro and her other two friends. Are you, talking about, are you talking about Yoshi? No, not Yoshi or Gamo. I think, uh, is her name Yoshi? No, Yoshi's the one who's always like, she always says one word and she points. She, she's like... Uh, Which friend, Nagatoro. Kitty? I'm looking at their names right now. It's Nagatoro, Tsunomiya, Yoshi, Maki, and Sakura. Gamo, Maki, 
Yoshi, I think it was Sakura. Sakura is the blonde headed girl. All of them are blonde headed. Well, oh uh, no, Gamo, Gamo Chan, Maki, Maki Gamo. No, yeah, okay, I like Sakura. Sakura was a, a she was a good addition and very funny. It was um, to the group. I liked Senpai, or uh, I liked the president a lot. Uh, I thought that she was she was a funny character president. that got that got a lot of uh, straight man jokes. Um, and obviously, I loved Nagatoro, and I loved that she finally said uh, uh, that. What'd she say? They love each other. They just said they, they love each no, other. No, okay. she didn't say that. He said he said that he made his paintings with love. And what he what she so, said back? She just got all red, bro. Bro, yeah. oh, wow. Oh my god. But then in the end she kissed him on the cheek, so you know. Yeah. What do you guys He's have to in. say about details of the show? Animation already. I mean, you have any complaints about what the show? What are you show? saying, bro? No, bro. Nagatoro was great. Okay, I'm ready to <laughs> rate it, actually. No, you're already right. Kenny said Sakura was great. Nagatoro was great. They love each other. Ten out of ten. No. <laughs> I'm not saying I mean, that yet. I mean, animation was like pretty simple. There wasn't really like a whole lot of moments that needed, you know, pretty amazing animation. But I mean, everything seemed like the art was fine. Everything seems fine. Um, what? Who's making that noise? That's me. I just found a great mal review. Oh my god! For for me. I liked how, like, the show started... Okay, episode one, I think we can all agree that episode one was, like, pretty cringy. With, like, how, how strong it came on with the bullying, uh, Senpai's reaction to being bullied, it made me feel a little uncomfortable. But episodes two through the end, you see pretty quickly the relationship forming into an actual relationship, or yep. friendship, and then by the end, they confess to each other that they, you know like each other a lot they really confess that like openly not like that's verbatim like directly but you can't do that like that's the one thing or else the show has to end because like the concept is like that she bullies him right like i i don't know i didn't watch it that that, that's how their relationship begins but like the whole show isn't like like he's she still like pokes fun at him but it's not it's like endearing it's not like how it was in episode one where it was like he cried um, he cried. All of the, all of like the toying around that she does with him is like more. It's like more specified. I feel to because at this point they actually know each other. Yeah. So it's it's like and they love each just, other. It's just like high school friends, like kind of like you know, like poking, like flirting, poking, yeah, yep. like poking fun at each other. So, oh, um, I, yeah. So I I liked it. I love the characters. I think my favorite thing in the show were the characters and yep. just. The relationship between Senpai and Nagatoro. Yep. So I agree. Yeah. So yeah, very, let's rate it. Very cute, very wholesome. Here's what I'll do before we rate it. Here's the deal. Although also, the opening opening was pretty trash. I'm gonna say I I was not a fan of the opener. I skipped it. I skipped it every time. I liked it. The ending song, ending song was cute. I always listen to it. But uh Finally. The adaptation yeah, of "Oh Yes, Step on Me Harder" manga is here. It's just like teasing it's Master Takagi-san, but much, much worse. This show is basically the dream anime of "Spit on Me, My Queen" crew who hangs out on 4chan or Reddit all day without showering for weeks. The plot of the show Nagatoro is she bullies Simpai Naoto just because she likes his reactions. She develops a love interest after some episodes, but she continues her sadistic jokes. However. 
I have no sympathy for Naoto because he simply enjoys this too. Why? Because he finally can hang out with a girl, even though this girl damages him mentally and physically. Some may defend this with, it's just a tool for comedy, mate. But I don't find watching the S&M relationship of two high school students enjoyable. And don't understand where the fun of it, where the, where's the fun of it. The only scenes I liked were the ones where Nagatoro and Naoto had some normal interactions. But a number of these scenes is significantly low. I'm really sad that this studio had to waste their time on trash like this because the Jeez, production bro. values of Don't Toy With Me and Nagatoro are actually good. Although the animation can be stiff on the colors are beautiful and pleasant, the voice acting is good, the sound is okay. The show basically takes It's a Prank Bro, uh, like Takagi-san and Uzaki-chan, it makes it a more extreme thing, which kills all the enjoyment value that comes from the relationship of the main couple. Two out of ten. Okay, so if you if people are still looking at the show and it's like this is a BDSM show, like this, this person watched this, every episode according to their review, and this was posted yeah, after the finale. This, this person, this person especially, like you, you're completely missing the plot because it's like the first two episodes, maybe three max. Like, yes, there's some like the most intense bullying is what she does in the first episode. I can't remember what she does exactly, um, but like that's honestly that's like the only like. Like that's not even real bullying. Like let's be honest. Like, if you've this. actually been bullied, if you've been bullied in real life, you look at that like that ain't shit. That's not bullying I at all. I love this. This next person, Naoto, our virgin loser protagonist. Oh. I didn't even find his name, bro. <laughs> oh Yo, these reviews are killing me, dude. Okay, uh, let me see if I can find one that gave it a ten out of ten because I'm. I just am curious if anyone could give this show a ten out of ten. There's actually none There's on the a lot, front a lot of, a lot of nines. A lot, a lot of, of nines, nines, but no one's willing to give it. No one's Wait, willing there to is a 10. There is a 10. You found one? Let's see. Oh, yeah. here's a good one. Oh. I think it's the same one you're on, David. It says, all right, I agree. Nagatoro didn't have a very convincing start with the bullying and all, but let's just get one thing straight. This is an anime not to be taken seriously or personally. Also, it's a romance anime, so we all know where this is going. And Senpai really doesn't mind getting bullied, so we really don't need to make anything controversial out of it. He said, overall, I absolutely love this show. It may be slightly annoying to some, but entertaining for sure. <laughs> this person said they had S-tier oh, no, animation. This, this person said the opener was a banger. Opener nope. is a banger, and ending is nice and sweet. No. Ten, out of, -tier ten type, out of ten, baby. S-tier type animation? No. E.G. Okay, the voice Nagatoro-san, 10 out of 10. The voice the voice casting for this was really, like, all the voice actors in the show did a really good job. Well, it's Deku who plays I, Senpai, so that's already coming. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he did a good job. Okay, David, Kenny, what would you guys rate Nagatoro-san? Hmm. 10 out of 10. Shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Loved it. Kenny. <laughs> uh, Kenny's, I I was... Kenny's got the simp army behind him. Hashtag <laughs> simp army in the comments if you are on Kenny's simp army for Nagatoro-san, dude. Join the simp 10. army. I'd say like, like a 7.5. A 7.5? Yeah. I watched. You know what? You know what? I'll run up to an eight. I'll run up to an eight. You sick, nasty bastards. I'm locking it in. Eight. I watched one episode of this show. I hated it. Okay. These two goons told me to give it a second shot. So I watched four more episodes. I made it all the way to episode five. And I still fucking hate the show. There was nothing redeeming about this show. It was 
I, honestly, I think this show, as the season went on, from, from episode one, episode twelve, I think it got better with every episode. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. The fact that I didn't feel that way from one to five, that I felt like it just stayed. The you got same. seven more. I know, but the fact that it didn't advance, I would never watch seven more episodes of whatever this was. Um, it was difficult to stomach. Uh, every episode was. It was not like it didn't stay as like bully, like you guys said in the first episode, but it it just was not interesting to me but is it because they're they're in high school no no if no i i just think that here's what nagatoro did in the first five episodes set up nagatoro bully senpai incident occurs nagatoro becomes embarrassed that was the delivery of every single scene in this show and i'm sure that the formula had to stray a little bit as the series went on but for the most part, it was always set up, incident, Nagatoro gets embarrassed, resolution. And that was like exactly what happened every single episode. And that's just a little too formulaic for me. For a slice of life, I really like when there's still some sort of like overarching like movement. Like with Rent-A-Girlfriend, right? Rent-A-Girlfriend was a really great example of like a romance show that progressed as if there was like a forward-moving story or like a plot that was driving us from each scene to scene. But this is more of like, it was like vignettes. Like the show wasn't really like a show. It was like small scenes where it was like, on this one, Nagatoro's going to put buns in her shirt and he's going to grab them. And oops, he accidentally grabbed her boobie. Um, now Nagatoro's embarrassed and Senpai is the one that isn't embarrassed. You know, it's like, you know, ooh, uh, that's what happened in the first five episodes at least. But, um, I guess you guys keep saying that there's a little bit of an overarching thing that happens near the end, but yeah, I don't know. Like the last, the last three episodes is like an actual arc, and like it's mini, like mini arc. Just with a formulaic type show like this, they're just not really my 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 shiz. And mm. uh, I won't. I definitely am not as. I don't have as negative of an opinion after of it after just watching the first episode. But I I would not. I don't think I'll ever finish it. I don't really have any reason to. Hmm. Womp okay. Womp. You guys are like, yep. You do you, Jerry. That's for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll keep it to myself. Okay. You guys can enjoy Shit. your Nagatora all alone. No, I'm just in your room. We will. Late at night. Yeah. No, I'm. Just, uh, okay. What other shows did you guys watch? Uh, so there was a show that I watched accidentally. Accidentally. Um, th this wasn't one of the original thirteen. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. This was one that that debuted in spring. Yep. And last episode came out uh, sometime last week. Um, and the full name of this show is Full Dive. This ultimate next gen full dive RPG is even shittier than real life. All right, go ahead and just get your uh, David. I don't even want to hear this, dude. <laughs> just tell me. So, so, so real quick, since we didn't talk about this anime, this is an it's an isekai. Uh, typical video game isekai. You watched this boy. Show? I watched all. I think it was thirteen episodes, thirteen Jesus or twelve episodes. Christ. Damn, and bro. Twelve episodes, and I watched it all. Oh, Jesus so, real quick, typical video game isekai. This boy, he does track, but he he pissed his pants while he was running in the track meet. No, so he, <laughs> no, he <laughs> did not. Hey. He, he okay, got, keep going. Keep going. He, he, he got super keep embarrassed, going. right? 
Yep. And, and then... so and so and so outside of school, he plays these uh, full dive RPGs. It's basically like a VR. Let me guess. They, they sit in this chair and they 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 play these VR games. Let me guess. Uh, he pisses in his pants. Yes. He continues. He, he, the show he, he pisses to have him piss in his a pants. A characteristic of this character is that he pisses in his pants. He's a pantheer. That's, that's one of his character traits. They definitely reference him peeing his pants multiple times throughout the show. Oh my god! Um, but I, okay, I'm in with Jerry. I don't want to hear it. Just give me. <laughs> but, but the thing, the thing is, he plays this video game, and this game is like the hardest game ever. It was discontinued, and uh, everything in this game is super realistic. So like, all five senses are real, and. As he's playing this game, everything that could go wrong goes wrong, and you just watch him I think. play this game. And so, oh. it was like, it was entertaining. It's it's funny. I, there was times where I was laughing, and um, that's really about it. Um, there, it's I... it's a little etchy. I mean, it's typical isekai, so of course there's going to be some etchiness in this. Um, yes, Jerry? I'm struggling to find a you 10 got, out You got some mal reviews? I'm, I'm struggling to find a 10 out of 10. <laughs> this one. Oh, you won't. Man. You won't find one. <laughs> that, I don't know. I, think, is. I doubt you will find a ten out of ten. Shit, I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I um, sort by number, by star rating. I don't know. Let's see. But yeah, I mean, I know. I also don't don't even know why I watched it. I saw it. And it I started funny. it, and I've kept up with it through, throughout the entire season. So, uh, <laughs> I would give it. I would give it like a four point five out of ten. Uh. Someone said. So, someone said, if anyone wants to waste about two to three hours, then go stand against a wall and stare at it for two to three hours. I promise you, it will be more fun than this show. <laughs> yeah, that's not about right. Someone said, I just can't. I can't continue this story. It's meant to be comedic. All of its jokes just fall flat. I didn't laugh once. The characters are bland. The backstory is non-existent. The art looks wasted and lifeless. There's nothing special. Oh my god! The reviews for this are this show is got woof. You said a four point yeah. five, David. Four point five, yeah. So this is just barely. It's just barely worse than uh than Super Cub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Super Cub was all. It's like bad. there were like a lot of like comedic parts that didn't land yeah there were some that did and i was like that was pretty funny but more misses than hits and yeah i i wouldn't recommend anyone to watch this show because it's not that good yeah so oh okay it's not it's (laughs) according to the guy on mal it's you should just stare at the wall for three hours instead so (laughs) Which okay. That's some fucked up shit, dude. Someone, yeah. what's the what's the next show we're talking about? Wait, David, is Spider done yet? Oh, that did finish. What episode is out of that? It looks like it was supposed to be twenty four oh, episodes. Twenty four. I didn't watch the last episode. Uh, oh shit! Then we can't I'll talk so, about I'll, it. I'll, I'll still talk about it. I'll still talk about oh, it. Oh okay. no! I mean, we already talked yeah. about it a little bit at the end of last season, but now the whole second core is. Yeah. Out. So, so yeah. So the second core of So I'm a Spider. So what? Finished. And, and it got so honestly this this no the second core was worse uh, oh no so the re okay so first core was the better core because the majority of it was focused on the main character the spider mm-hmm. 
And all of those scenes are like that story beat or those story beats are to me more entertaining. The second core was all about the humans. And, and there was a, a I, I kind of like, I was kind of paying attention to the story and I didn't really follow why there was like this. Well, never mind. I do know why there was this mega war. There was like this, there was like an assassination that happened on a king. And so there's like warring kingdoms that, so there's a war going on. And all of the human fights is all CGI. And it's bad CGI. It's like berserk CGI. What the and fuck? so it's the majority of the story for the same core is all the humans. And I hate that storyline. I don't care about it at all. Mm. And that that was the focus. And so uh yeah, it it was I was disappointed. The music music still slaps. Opening and, and ending songs still slap. And uh not really a lot of memorable like music during the show, like not really a lot of memorable instrumentals. But um, so this went from being like a show that you were kind of digging in the first score to like kind of disappointing by the end of the second core. Well, well, because I love the spider parts because yeah. there's like a lot more focus on like the leveling system, all the abilities. When the humans come out, like they still have abilities and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I felt like a lot of the focus in the second core is all about like the drama of the kingdom and this war that's happening and mm-hmm. and it's just was like the animations honestly dog shit for the for the humans so yeah i mean it's animated by the same team that made berserk 2016 so oh well that berserk reference was uh very on point then so yeah dude <laughs> yeah well we won't i won't go into any mal reviews how would you rate how would you rate spider though david i mean now that it's over you haven't seen the last episode but how would you rate it going into the last episode Man, I mean, I like the first core a lot. The second core I didn't like. So That's if the I had trouble, average like, them, it's all one big season though. It's not separated into two. Seasons. Yeah, if I lay a one big season, like a like a like a four. Okay, a four. That's uh, okay. yeah, a little bit worse than full dive. <laughs> So far, all of these have been like pretty bad anime. <laughs> okay, David, do you have any other shows you finished this season, or was that it? Um, I know you're right. At now. this at this point, the, those are all the shows that I finished. Other than Odd Taxi, which we're going to talk about together, but yeah, like I like I wanted to. I mean, we didn't. We're not going to be able to talk about Vivi. Vivi was talked about like on the internet, being very yeah, good show. None of us watched it, unfortunately. Yeah, so three hundred, um, three hundred years maxed out my level. I wanted to watch that as well, but I haven't finished that either. Did you watch that? Mm, I watched like half of it. Okay, I think so I watched like six episodes. You guys both watched a little bit. Yeah, I watched like half of it too, and like and then I accidentally dropped it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny, do you have some other shows you finished though? Finished Burning Kabaddi. Oh, tell us about um, Burning Kabaddi briefly. Just sports anime yeah, it has kind some of style. I think I don't think anyone was really yeah. talking about it. I mean, that's that's basically it. It's not. Wait, what know, sport is it? Kabaddi. Kabaddi. It's a tag sport. Uh. Oh, David, the you, show don't, doesn't, you don't play Kabaddi, dude? The show doesn't uh, beat you over the head with the rules, either. It progresses you in pretty easily. Um, especially because, like, you know, the main character is an insert character, and he's learning the game as we are. Mm-hmm. He's a soccer player. Um, But, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a sports anime. It's fun. Uh, it's got... And it's got some style. Some of the, the way they do the struggle scenes are cool, like... Sort of like the versus screens from Street Fighter, so like it's pretty cool. 
Interesting. I just this saw is originally movie. a web manga? Yeah, it's based off a web manga. I just saw that, David. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty interesting. Cool. Pretty, I, I enjoyed it. I thought maybe it would be just based off of a... Oh, the same same studio that animated Doctor the animates Doctor Stone. You finished it though, Kenny? Yeah. How would pretty you, good. How would you rate it? Seven, maybe. Oh, okay. Solid middle, like pretty good. Slightly above anime. average. Yeah. Yep. I would. I mean, I would rate. Uh, obviously, high Q. I would rate Run with the Wind higher. Um, yeah. But I would probably anime adaptation of Ice Shield might be below this. You know? Yeah, the anime version of Ice Shield is not great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. What about Kuroko's? Mm, I would say it's about Kuroko level. Maybe not Same. quite. Like pretty similar. What about Yoma yeah, Mushi yeah. Pedal? Did you watch that one? I liked Yoma Mushi Pedal. Not my favorite. Um, pretty below. Okay. Did you watch All Out, yeah. the rugby one? Yep. I like that. I like that one a lot, actually. I would say that one's in like that's a pretty high tier. That's one. up in the high Q tier. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay, correct. Cool. So if you're into sports anime, go check it out. Burning Kabaddi seems like it was actually pretty well made. Yeah, it's and like that... Diamond, Ace of the Ace of the Diamond, and you know any like I like Major Second a lot. Right. Uh, There's lots of other sports, so that's great. Okay, did you have any yep. others, Kenny? Uh, other than Odd Taxi, no, I don't think so. Okay, so that means we're rolling towards and... the end. So two more shows. We wait, David. You have something? Do we want to talk about Tokyo Revengers? There's two more shows we need to talk about. Two more shows. One of them, but the problem with these two shows before we talk about Odd Taxi is neither of them are finished. So we're going to be yeah. super brief. We're not going to rate them, but we want to at least give some brief thoughts about them. The first is To Your Eternity, um, which is now up to episode like 12 or 13 as of this recording. Uh, but the season is slated to be a 20 episode season. So a little bit longer than a, uh, it's longer than one core, but shorter than two cores, which is kind of a weird number. You don't usually see that. Um, I'm caught up on To Your Eternity. Kenny, just to give you a reference point for where we left off, I'm not sure what you remember from the manga, but uh, Gugu was standing on a cliff in the last episode, and he told Rianne, he said, hey, I was the one who saved you when you were a kid, and it crushed my face. And mm -hmm. she reached out to him, and all of a sudden the cliff, the cliff shattered, and he started falling into the ocean below, and the uh, episode ended. So uh, we're moving towards some pretty interesting parts of To Your Eternity. So if, yep. you're, uh, if you've read the manga, if you're staying up with the anime, To Your Eternity is a beautiful series. It's got a similar feeling to me like Full Metal Alchemist had, where the pacing yeah. can shift from really slow character moments in one half to really strong, full-on fight sequences, which is something I didn't expect going into... With episode one... I did not think we were going to get fight sequences. I didn't think this was like a shonen as I thought it was, or as I as it ended up being. There's full blown battle sequences in this series. It's it's got a battle shonen component, and it's definitely got a a style to it that is again it's just so reminiscent to me of Full Metal in the way that it balances character development, um, world building, and then also grows into this sort of fight scenes or these battles with the knockers, which is what they're called, the knockers. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool concept. And I've really enjoyed what I've seen so far. I'm excited to finish out the first season and I'm excited to re hopefully review the first season here on the podcast later once the 20 episodes completes, because it was serious. It's seriously one that I look forward to a lot each week. I do think I liked odd taxi and Tokyo Avengers a little bit better 
But Cheer Eternity is definitely my third easily, and it's the one that I've really enjoyed keeping up with week to week because it just has a nice – it's got a nice weekly feeling to it as well where I, I don't know how much fun it would be to marathon it, but as a weekly, I've really enjoyed watching it weekly, um, which is something that I, I – sometimes shows are like that where it's like I'd rather watch it weekly instead of binge it, and there's shows where you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to binge this. So um, this one definitely has sort of that nice feeling uh, week to week. Everyone should check it out if they haven't already. It's it's not your standard shonen. It's a little more dramatic. It's a little bit more about characters, but there is some nice action and battle sequences as well mixed in. And obviously, from the writer of a silent voice, you're gonna have some more character focused storylines. So, uh, really cool concept as well. If you don't know the concept, it's sort of about this eternal being who is sort of growing up by interacting with different humans over the course of extended periods of time. So he's sort of learning about the world and uh, things like that through his experiences with human beings. So pretty cool mm-hmm. concepts there. Um, I won't rate it because it's not over yet, but I'm excited to rate it when we do eventually watch it and review it here. Cause you guys both need to watch it. If you haven't, I mean, you guys need to watch yeah. it. So. Yeah. I think I still, <laughs> I think I've only seen episode one. Yeah. <laughs> And Kitty, I know you've read... Uh, I've read farther than that, I think. You're further than where we're at right now, right? Uh, Correct. But you don't remember... Do you remember where you made it? 60s, 70s or something? Yeah, like that That range. It was It was at that point whenever I read it. So, like, I read to the latest chapter, and then I just have not come back, and it's been a little while, so... Dang, okay. Well, you might want to... I mean, I'm, I'm having a blast with it, boys, yeah. but... It's a monthly, and so, like, you know... Oh, I didn't know that. Y- yeah, so you don't see it often, and so you, I don't know. It's one of those kind things of with monthlies, especially. Yeah, yeah. Um, You'll go. Well, quite a the thing that we should all talk about together. Yes, is the first core of Tokyo Avengers, because oh, holy yeah. shit, it's crazy, y'all. <laughs> I really enjoy. It. Have you have you watched everything up to this point, Jerry? I'm caught Listen, up. Yeah. I want to start this discussion by saying, get in the comments, guys. Tell me who your favorite Tomei member. Up to this point is, and then maybe if you have some in the future, just names are okay. Um, if you've read ahead so, manga. Some of my favorite characters are still to come. Uh, I love Draken, dude. I oh, love Draken. Draken is, Draken's love awesome. Draken. Draken is my favorite. I love I up love to this point, you, you've met... Uh, have you met Mikey's... Uh, we haven't met anyone related to him. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think we've met anyone related to Mikey yet. I know that that character's coming. Um, okay. I know that we've met Teta Kisaki, but as you learn more about him, he becomes such an odd villain. Hmm. Is it um, the guy with the tattoos on his hands? Yeah, he's the other guy. Yeah. He's the other, like... Uh, mm-hmm. Sin and punishment? De- yeah, yeah. yeah. They, on the, in the first episode, Naoto says, you need to break up Sano Manjuro, Mikey... And Teta Kisaki. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. If, if Draken was dead, they would have formed their... Correct. Yeah, I got you. Um, Crazy, dude. Okay, so as of the latest episode that has come out, they have adapted up through 33 chapters of manga. So they're moving at a really nice pace. 12 episodes, 33 mm-hmm. chapters, about a three-chapter-an-episode pace, pretty steadily. And that means if yep. this ends up going for... We're going right into the ne- like it's not stopping, so we're just continuing. Um, no official episode count has come out. I've heard rumors that it's just going to be two cores, so twenty four episodes, which would bring us close mm. to about chapter seventy by the end of this. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if that rings any bells in your head, Kenny. I don't know. But we might yep. end it at Chapter 70, uh, or it might just keep going. Nobody really knows what, what's going to happen right now. Because um, I've also heard that the anime, or the manga will almost certainly end within the year, is what a lot of people keep saying, that the manga is almost certainly coming to an end within the year. It's a so, weekly, yeah. I'd say we probably have about 30, 35 chapters left, so... Less than a year, then. <laughs> Possibly, uh, yeah. 52 weeks in a year. Maybe early next year. That's Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that if the anime lines it up right, then it would be there on time. You know what I mean? Like, right. if, if every 12 episodes covers about... So every three months, if they cover about 30 chapters... That still leaves them about, um, I don't know, three. You get to 240 chapters ish. That gives them like over a year of anime to adapt before they even catch up to the current manga at that pace. So if they keep, they could literally keep the pace right now and the show could just stay on and it could be on until, you know, it reaches like 60 or 70 episodes, which would eventually adapt. Well, okay, there's two. Yeah, it would essentially adapt the whole manga at about 70 episodes, which would be mid to late last year especially if, right. the, mm-hmm. if the manga ends early next year or ends in about 30 chapters then you know bada bing bada boom they could adapt the whole thing but i would not be mad if they do like a full season and then take a break that I don't, that wouldn't bother me you know what i mean right. just uh so like if we get a full 24 and then they take a year off and they come back next year with another season mm-hmm. i'd be down i i mean i don't think kenny do you kenny do you know when the current art because we just officially like started the new arc, the new arc in the in the anime. Do you know when this current arc finishes in the manga? I don't. Not off the top of my head. Dang, Kenny's like I read it so fast. Um, he blazed through it. Yeah, so I know yes. this. Yeah, there's like three arcs. Tokyo Revengers. What makes it so great is the story and the voice work. That's really what is holding the series together in my mind. Mm-hmm. I. I don't actually love the animation of this show. I think it actually looks yeah. a little choppy. Um, sometimes. Some of the artwork yeah. even looks a little messy sometimes. And uh, uh, the music slaps. The music slaps. The opening is a... Um, so I really love that. But best, best so far, it is the type of show that every week I'm excited to watch it. Even though the animation can be a little messy, every episode has kept me on the edge of my seat. And someone tells me, like, someone told me, like, that's just how the series was written. Like everything ends with a cliffhanger. Like there's never yeah. not a cliffhanger in this series. And you're like, no, I actually think, please. I think that there are a couple times now uh, at the completion of arcs where it has felt uncliffhangery. Like if everything worked out how it was supposed to, right. That is an ending, right? It, it feels like that's mm-hmm. a complete thought. If that makes right. sense. Uh, there's a couple. Um, and it, it's usually those are times whenever Takamichi is in the future. Um, right. Or the present. I know the, the present. Yeah, exactly. But this episode, I know, ended with him in the present, and it was. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Akun. Takamichi. Um, You've already said this before, bro. Fucking yeah. Akun, dude. I was not Akun. ready. Oh my god. Yeah, it means it means guess what, Takamichi, everything barreled down the same path even though you went back. So you have to try once again. You know, it's so interesting because like I, time travel stories are so weird to me. And it's not like yeah. it's not like Erased was the first time travel anime. I don't think. I'm sure there's other ones out there. It's hard to not compare the show to Erased out the gate, but at this point yeah. it just isn't the same like 
the only similarities they have is that there's time travel. That's literally like the only yeah. similarity. These are two completely different shows. Yeah, completely different series, completely different motivations. And I think that even without like the time travel aspect, this is still like an interesting like drama focused around um like young kids involved in like gangs. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's oh, the one thing I've liked about the show is that even if you take out the 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 time travel part, there's still like this could have just been like you know that old there's like an old shonen series called Roku and Dashi Blues. It's like really popular, kind of like a shonen yeah. action drama about like young kids involved in like gangs and shit. And you know this is the same it's the same thing, but what this they've it created here is they've created this shonen va- that they introduced something new, and that's the time travel, right? Mm-hmm. They said, what if we played with that that idea with those themes? And we gave it this new twist, and that's what makes the show so fun. It just, it just keeps adding. It keeps giving me value, and I, I'm excited to keep watching more. Definitely my second favorite show of the season. Um, mm. Barely beating out to your eternity uh, so far, but we're not going to rate it yet. We can't rate this with just nope. 13 episodes or 12 episodes out. We have to wait till the season is over or till it's all over before mm-hmm. we can give a, a final rating. But we are all loving the series and we and david and i are dreaming about them releasing physical manga in the u.s oh the the manga covers look so good please too. give us physical manga please it looks so good please baby please Dancha, you have the you have the licensing rights just do it Kodansha you're gonna make it, so much money licensed and already translated it's already out they've made it they they already worked on this series all they have to do is run them printing presses baby you know run that's all they gotta do um Get this shit printed and get it out on the shelves because it is selling like hotcakes in Japan right now because of the success of this anime series. And, and it's 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 so good. I might just start. I might just start reading it online. I might just start. Uh, yo ho ho. Might just start. He took might a just bi- start. Um, he took a bite of gum gum, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yo ho ho. He uh, took a bite of gum gum. Oh well, my goodness gracious. No, I love Tokyo Revengers. Um, I love some Tome members to come. I love I love how much how deeply uh, characterized the the Toman gang is throughout the manga. Yeah, they really make uh, very intentional actions. Very, I mean, you know way more than I do about it right now, Kenny. Yeah, I think every character somewhat gets a, a pretty good amount of inten- of characterization, which is really good. Yeah, um, cool. When you give them moments, and just, I mean, I just yeah, like Akun to me has already become. There's so much Akun. wrong with Akun, right? Like, yeah. he's obviously not well. And watching him in the past and in the present, and just mm-hmm. the like the way it's been placed against each other, and the fact that no matter what Takamichi has done, Akun is like Akun's fate is inescapable. And you've seen it develop in the past, and you're like, no way Akun could become this version of himself. And then you see this new version of him, and the same shit mm-hmm. is going on in his head. So something's fucked with this guy, and. Like, that's the part that I'm bought into. I'm like, okay, so what can he do to save Akun's well-being in the past so that in the yeah. future he can escape the uh, the manipulation that he has gone through by these mm-hmm. people in Toma? I mean, there's, like, so much cool stuff at play there. And um, has Takamichi already visited uh, visited no. Dra- oh, Draken no. in the future? No, no, oh, okay. no. No, that that does not happen. We have not met. Also, I think that, I think that's next, Skinny. The death of his girlfriend is one. Uh, so far, every domino now. There are so many people that he needs to save, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, as as you meet more of your characters from the past and the future, um, 
I think that you feel him, you know, sort of stealing himself for mm-hmm. there. There's more than just, you know, who he selfishly wanted to save. So, and Akun is, I think the first, he's the first domino. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the first Akun death, I mean, it, it hit for me. I was like, damn, that was cool. Um, yeah. very just an interesting moment. Um, but yeah, Tokyo Avengers, it's good. If you're not watching it, watch it. If you're not reading it, consider reading it. Um, unfortunately, the only legal option is to pay like $10 of volume digitally. Uh, so, yo-ho-ho. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about my favorite show of the season. I Mine too. Right. Uh, it's it's called Vampire Night, guys. This is the first Vampire Night. I did it with the triple! I'm quitting the podcast. I'm quitting. Oh, this is it. I can't. I'm retiring. I can't. I, can't. No, I, can't. I don't even know. At this point... At this point, if you're still tagging in the comments, I feel sorry for you. I mean, this is the third mention. If someone's able to get all three Vampire Night mentions in the pot in one comment down below, I feel like we owe them like a prize at this point. Like they they yeah. deserve something. They can timestamp all three Vampire Nights. Um, Vampire Night podcast, baby. We'll we'll give a we'll 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 think of something. So here's uh, the deal. We love Dot Taxi. Yeah, Dot Taxi was so fucking good from episode one. It was abundantly clear that yeah. we were in for one hell of a ride, boys. And we noted it on the fucking episode when we watched it. We all watched it. We sat down independently without even talking to each other. We threw Odd Taxi on that list of 13 just for the hell of it. I don't even think any of yeah. us had any idea what it was going to be. And we, I remember we all watched it. Name. We sat down to talk about it. And all of us just unanimously were like, what the fuck? That was awesome. It was awesome. And... Yes. The style, the music, everything about it. Man. The characters, the conversations. The, the, the dialogue in this show is the best thing about it. Whoever, I need to look up who wrote for this show because. In, in the mystery aspect, each episode, the first six episodes introduce a suspect mm-hmm. to the murder. That a, a single murder occurs in this show. Mm-hmm. There are, each episode introduces a couple more suspects all the way up until episode six. Whenever we meet Yano. Mm-hmm. And then the second half sort of unravels this sort of inciting incident between the whole things, you know, and the discovery of the actual murder. And finally, in the last seconds of the show, it tells us who the murderer was, what exactly happened, and why it happened. And I think that's amazing for a mystery show. And what's pissed me off, what absolutely pissed me off, is I should have been able to guess who the murderer was. Yeah. But like there was more than enough clues and I still like there was, revealed, there was a ton. I was so pissed cuz mm. I was like fuck I was like he literally said that he drove the black cat like he said that. Yeah. And then once yeah. they revealed, you know, when they did the flashback right. with the other mystery kiss girl and it was like oh they replaced the I should yep. have connected the dots. And she was and like I, I called the taxi and you're like I still you know, I still thought, oh, the old, you know, the one that got killed rode in Otakawa's taxi. Like, I kept thinking Yeah, that. that's what I, I thought, too. I kept thinking it over and over again. And then when he looked at the pictures from the manager, I was like, you know, I still, like, my brain was still not connecting that dot until that scene happened when she's on the fucking phone with, like, her mom or whoever she was talking to. She's yeah, like, she's... The credits are rolling, and you just see her fucking yep. choking the girl out. And I was like. She's like, everything worked out, yeah. you know? I was like. I was like, "What the fuck, bro?" Oh. And now she's about to go kill uh, Otakawa now. That was I. To. I didn't know what to how to process that last scene where she got in the taxi again. 
because yeah. Otakawa mentioned when he was in the in the bed that he was going to go see the police and tell them that he knew yep. who he had dropped I, off that night. Um, I think but, that it was intentionally left open ended, yeah. so that either you can believe that the girl got away with it, right? Right. She kills Otakawa there and is never, you know, and then becomes a super popular idol, right? Or Otakawa had already informed the police, right? He put himself in a position where he was going to pick her up again because he yeah. knew for a fact because he knows who. Yeah, he knows what she looks like because he, he knows her what before. she looks like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He knew exactly. He knew who it was. I think. That yeah. What was implied was that he didn't just know what like what she looked like. He realized that it was the other girl dancer in Mystery Kiss that had replaced. Correct. The, you know, that, it, yeah. Otakawa had connected the dots by the end. Um, Correct. Because we he never. Connect. He never had the dead girl. Yeah. He had never driven the dead girl. No, he never did. He never drove the one who got killed. That's yeah. Correct. A hundred percent. Which is crazy. Once the dot was, I was like, God damn it. You know, yep. I was like, how, like this whole time we thought it was the other girl, you know, because yep. we didn't yeah. even know that there was a replacement. Like that whole process, like hadn't been outlined to us. Um, mm -hmm. And we yep. also didn't ever know that the dead girl was the mystery kiss girl from the beginning. Like that, that reveal right. was like, oh my God. I was like, why did we not? I sh Again, it's like one of those details that the whole mask I, thing. Like, yeah, I think if I rewatched it, I would have noticed more because the dialogue was leaving hints the whole time. Like there yeah. was always little hints along, but I thought for sure Kenny's favorite scene had to have been this is just a guess, Kenny, but when Yano finally <laughs> stopped rhyming. Yeah, and... <laughs> it's great, bro. He's like, no, 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 wait a second. And he was like, They got us, they got us. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh Your words are not rhyming. Not I just rhyming. I loved Yano. I loved I loved that the Yakuza boss had been introduced in an earlier episode. Yeah. And yeah. And he was he was more of a low key introduction because let's be honest the the antagonist of the se of the season was Yano because he was the one that assuaded all of the the, the mystery happened because of him right I mean yeah Dobu if, is also like he's Dobu's kind of an antagonist in his own right sure like, Dobu and Yano are the primary antagonists in a weird like in a very weird way you know what I right. mean and and they're only antagonists for the fact that they. They aided in the hiding of the murder, and had the murder been out in the first place, and the you know cam footage had been seen, right. people would have noticed that it was the other girl and already had gotten her, right? Right. Like I think it would have been clear. It would have set her in the same spot with a with a motive, you know? Yes, man. Yeah, that all this could so much like unfortunate, and then not just that, but learning that the mob. Uh, okay, again, and the yakuza boss. I thought that that was him. Like from the beginning, but there was like so much like there was like attempts with the dialogue to like mislead us that maybe it wasn't him. But at the end, it was like, yeah, the guy, the rhino that's been in the spa with him the whole time was was the boss. Like, right. That was him. And it's and yeah. I, I was like, I yeah, I thought that was him on like episode three. And then I was like kind of misled. I was like, wait, maybe there's another boss like Yano's working for someone else. And then I was like, no, maybe no. not. And then I was like, no, yeah, Dobu, it is that guy. Yeah. Dobu has the phone call with him. Like he has the conversation with him. Uh, with Kakihana next to him, and that's yeah. why the whole the whole one rule is that we don't we don't kill people, and so it's understood. Oh, like that was so good. And that was the fact that Yano had gotten tied up in, and I think that you know the the Napier man, um, and the uh, also the okay the connection taper. back, but uh, yeah a taper. Sorry, taper. my bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, the connection back from the limited edition eraser to help assuade the Zudin guy. Because he just so happened to be friends with somebody 
that also is friends with the guy who is the eraser to have the limited edition. But really, truly, it was because Dobu scammed the kid whenever he was young. Dobu just fucking scammed him years ago. And Dobu had, like, completely forgotten, dude. Just straight ran ran the kid for 100,000 yen and just moved on. That shit had me rolling. I was like, God damn. Dobu's just been a lot. It's just crazy because, like, there was one line that that, uh, Otakawa delivered. He said something like, maybe Dobu's not that bad of a guy. And it sort of like led on to how like Dobu is a product of circumstance. Like he's not, he's not that bad of a guy, to be honest. He's got a bit of a twisted sense of justice and kind of takes things into his own hands, but he's a pretty like honest, forthright um, character. And that's what makes his character a bit tragic in the end. And that like, he's, he's as caught up in the systems that he's getting others caught up in. And I was like, oh damn, like that is, uh, that's like a bit hard to process because Dobu's character, while Yano is like the exact opposite to me. Nothing seems to imply that he's like caught in this. Yano is just like evil to be evil kind of thing. Like he's right. just kind of got, he's got bad intentions, you know? Right. Um, Yano, Yano raps whenever he talks. He, he <laughs> genuinely is unconcerned with other people and yeah. just wants to be rich and do whatever he wants. Yes. Yano seems to have the bad intentions while Dobu is more just caught up in circumstance. And that was what makes right. him so interesting because then you've got the Yakuza boss who is calm collected he's he's good to the people around him he doesn't mistreat anyone he's his one rule is don't kill and you Mm. learn that he's even funneling some of the money that he steals back into reform programs for orphans and you realize Mm -hmm. that like when that moment hits and the whole like the fact that the older daimon brother was like helped by him and all this stuff like and that's why he was helping helping out it's like there again it's it becomes just like a really really open tragedy at that point where like right. it's shielded by all these beautiful colors and cute animals but in all reality like it just it just pays close attention to the the small cracks in our society and the small things that are that are slowly harming uh the, our fellow people and Otakawa as a character just wants to help those that he's giving a ride to he wants to give some some something back he wants to give some back right. Um, but he doesn't know how because he he's socially awkward and anxious, mm-hmm. and um, the only way he's able to deal with his anxiety is imagining everyone around him as fucking animals. Um, yeah. But the yeah. goodness of a lot of other people help. I mean, Doctor Goriki and Shirakawa, like they yeah. their goodness helps to both save Otakawa. I mean, literally save Otakawa at the very end. Um, yeah. And I mean, their goodness also to help him overcome his mental health, like the the issues that plague him mentally. And um, mm. Doctor Goriki I, is such an like a great character. I, I mean, he's yeah. just so thoughtful in his approach, shutting down the office in order to guard Shirakawa at the one point because of the medicine. You know, going through all this trouble to help one patient that he eventually reveals it's because he likes Otakawa. He sees Otakawa as a friend, and that mm-hmm. oh my god, guys, I almost cried when he said that. I was like. I was like, Goriki, you motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Otakawa's I love friend. The, I love the little note that, that Shirakawa's leg is broken at the end. Oh, yeah. As in whenever Probably she busted him out of the car, yeah. she broke yeah. her leg. Yeah. yeah. I saw that, too. Um, Kenny, we called it, by the way. I'm like episode two or three. Humans, yeah. bro. That at the also, end, the kid, y'all he would wake it. up and essentially they'd all be human beings. So that was pretty crazy. Yep. And the cat in the closet, he, I think he genuinely thought it was a ghost. 
Yeah, he thought it was. A I actually think that I, I think that I was like right-ish, where I said that it was the ghost of the girl, but right. he did not know why there was a cat that resembled her. Yes, but it was just an actual cat. Yeah, actual cat. He thought he was being haunted by a black it, cat, but it was just this, a literal black cat. The end of this episode, I think, actually put a bow tie on every single mystery in the show, mm-hmm. and I was very happy with that. I think yeah. that it was able. It, it fully did. explained everything it set out to from episode one. It needed to too, and. I think that when you're watching a really good anime, there's always these key details I look for, right? Like, was it paced well? Did each episode feel like it progressed the plot enough? Did each episode have a good beginning, middle, and end? You know, and then overall, did we get to the ending or the the conclusion by the end? But also, you look at dialogue. You look at characterization. You look at, you know, you look at execution of plot points. You look at, were the mysteries good in a way that were they, were they, was there buildup? Um, but was there too much? Was it too easy to guess? Blah, blah, blah. Odd Taxi was the best at everything I always look for. Dialogue. Yeah. Pacing. Uh, mm-hmm. Presentation. Um, music. At music. I mean, just, it's crazy because you just don't expect that out of a show where you're seeing anthropomorphic animals. Like, you don't, and even when it switches to humans at the final scene, it still has this sort of style that is just very vibrant yep. and um you didn't expect a a a drama about mental illness and about i mean think about it because there are three different characters here that are kind of protagonists in my mind and that's the social media kid the kid mm-hmm. who wins the lottery and otakawa they all serve as kind of primary protagonists for the story as they're progressing trying to progress truth forward or justice in their own way little daimon serves a sort of supporting cast for that goriki is supporting you know and mm-hmm. then uh, uh actually and each of those protagonists are influenced by each of our antagonists right. where imai is mm-hmm. influenced by yano mm-hmm. and uh what's the, the the hippo's name i can't i can boy? never remember his name that's the one I uh forget. he's influenced by dobu yep. and then otakawa is influenced by the the napier the, yep. the head yakuza guy yep it's just so much at play with these sorts of positions. And it just, when you can write dialogue that sharp, where every line is something, sometimes I'll be watching anime. And if I miss a line or two in the Japanese, it doesn't really matter. But if you miss a line or two in odd taxi, you could miss a whole like small explanation. Like one of the lines that Kenny caught in the first episode didn't even like dawn on me. And that's when Goriki is sitting there and he says, are we all still animals? And Otakawa yeah. says, yes, you're a gorilla. And it's the most simple, quick exchange in episode one. But if you don't catch that, you don't even question that they're animals. You just think it's an animal world, right? right. Until yeah. the very end, you'd be really thrown off. But Kenny, Kenny caught that. He brought it up. And then I went back and rewatched it. I was like, holy shit, that line did happen. What was the? But it was phrased so uniquely that in context, you'd have to be looking for it to try to find out what was being said there. God, this show right. was... I, sorry. I, this show was so good. I just loved it. Um, even the ending felt satisfying. I, and, you know, sometimes endings don't feel satisfying. Yeah. The ending felt satisfying. I liked that it was a little open-ended. I liked that there yeah. was a little bit of, like, a, you know, the true antagonist, which we really didn't understand at all, was... No, right, the, the mystery killer. I mean, I, I think that, one, the name of the band was Mystery Kiss. Oh, um, Kenny. Which is two letters off for Mystery Killer. You sick bastard. I didn't even think about that. Um, and I think that I, that's a mystery show should have a, a true killer Mm -hmm. and it should not be somebody obvious. I I think that, I think that 
you know, there were people that were set there to be sort of distracting, like Yano and Dobu, who very right. well could have been the ones who committed the murder. Right. Um, Dobu could have easily just had been the killer, and it, we would have been like, oh, duh, from the beginning, duh, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're like, yeah, Dobu killed him. But mm-hmm. I think that the mystery killer, and I think that the, the deep-seated motive, and I think that, that this is one of the best things that they did, is that they gave us the motive through another character. The other mystery is Kiss Girl, the half episode where she explained why she wanted to kill her, mm-hmm. made sense for another girl to have that motive, yeah. to want to be in the band itself. God, you know? yeah, dude. It, it went through a whole half episode explanation of the killer's motives through another character. So freaking good. Which was wonderful. I, it was just perfect. So freaking good. Yeah, yep. I I don't know how much more I have to say about it. It's just this show. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. <laughs> this show I, is. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to rate it though. It's wonderful, and if you're an anime fan, or even just a fan of cartoons, or honestly a fan of a good drama or mystery or something well written, give Odd Taxi a chance. It it might not be easy for everyone, just because like it's not really like an action show. You know, I don't know how sticks. You know, like, right? It's it's a mystery. It's a mystery show. Yeah, normies might have trouble with it. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But don't let it deter you. Give it a shot. Give it a couple episodes, and uh, you know, really dig into it and try to focus on the dialogue because that's really what makes the show so strong is the characters and the dialogue that are that are backing it. So, it's yep. you know, it's hard to talk about the art or the animation of the show because it was simple on purpose. Um, but it looked good. It never didn't look good, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, it always looked clean. And I think that's a yeah. cool part of this show. Um, I feel like the landscapes and the cities, the cityscapes were always like very beautiful, very especially cool. the Four. end, like walking around like the park and stuff. Right. It's like the the scenery looked really nice. I do think the funniest was when he was jumping off the bridge. And uh, oh yeah, for a he second, went up like in the air, and there's like there's like and he like goes up to the moon. It was like ET style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Um, and honestly, that moment is like the moment where like, here's any, all of these people could be your killer. Which one is it? I, I love that they did that. They, they basically reintroduced and replaced every single character right. and they went over their motive right. in that moment. Yep. They said, and the, you know, the girl, the, the true killer was like, I will do anything to become an idol and accomplish my, my dreams. Yep. Damn. So it went over every character's motive. While he was flying through the air. Um, I was going to say episode four is probably one of my favorite episodes of the series, which is it's the full episode focused on the history oh, yeah. of the of the skull mask boy um, and how he ends up hating Otakawa. And I just think as like a standalone episode. That episode is just, uh, it's just so good, dude. It's just crazy. It's yeah. crazy. It could almost be presented as like a short film. And it would almost be awesome to just watch like that episode alone, just because like it has its own beginning, middle, end, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I just loved it so much because it's so modern, right? Like the fact that he's addicted to like a phone game and like the outcome of it to the point where he's like willing to kill someone because they they stole that from him. Like that shit right. just blows my mind, dude. So cool. Um. Yeah, let's rate it. Okay. I. Okay, three. Two, one. Eleven. Going, Kitty said eleven. I'm going eleven out of ten, <laughs> boys. This this show is in my top ten anime of all time. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm I'm saying it. I'm saying this is now. I think the fourth show I've said in my top ten list. Odd Taxi is one of my top ten favorite anime of all time. Oh my god. Period. Oh my god. For those of you that are listening, if you ever want to like, you know, look at our our ratings because um, you're just curious, we do have an official My Anime List account where we are submitting our rankings on. Do we and have that? Maybe David? we're gonna have a. Maybe oh, we do. A special. Maybe we're gonna have a special episode coming up soon where we, you know, put in some data. Put some data. in. Oh, I've already done all that. David, you've been making a a one for us or one for you. For us, I have my own personal one, but uh, I have one for the podcast know. with all of our podcast rankings. And you, you know went, what it says for Odd Taxi? Number ten. You went through. Of, you went through and rewatched all of our episodes and put the rankings on there. You're David, crazy. Bro. What's going on? What's bro, going he's on? Crazy, bro. Okay, I've got to read some mal. I've got to read some mal reviews. Well, yeah, what? read okay, us some okay. reviews, and then I kind of, I kind of have to go to the bathroom. Oh no, Kenny. Oh no. Oh. Um, we're gonna wrap this episode up then. Yeah, Odd Taxi is built through small pieces culminating in this crescendo full of twists and turns, characterization, ideology, belief, and most importantly, gotcha games. It is the Bacano of Fury of Furries. Odd Taxi is a genuinely good anime, and I would recommend it to anyone. That's someone who gave it a yep. 10 out of 10. This is a high and tall order PSA. Aside that this will be a very heavily non-spoiler, blah, blah, blah. The rewarding payoff is much better that way. This is a criminally underrated, underwatched, overlooked, hidden diamond gem of an intricately made, complex, and gobsmacking show you do not want to miss out on. It's the type of shit yep. people are saying. Wait, 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 I can't really find one below a five. I found a three one. Oh, let me find the three. How many did they watch the whole show? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it says that they have. It'll say like Probably right above not. their overall rating. It'll say oh, five of thir- five of thirteen episodes. So they only watched five, but they, so they oh, didn't even get. They didn't even meet Yano. Didn't even meet Yano. Didn't even meet Yano. Oh my god, they're so dumb. They said what the story say? becomes a mess of weird plot points that are really poorly executed. That is why I created my own plot for it to make it entertaining to watch. Also, for uh, some reason, there are normal animals and humans like like animals. IDKY. Oh, they uh, they missed the fucking point, dude. They missed. They missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're, going, we're going to ignore that one. Yeah, he said. He said in his his plot, "This is Dante's Inferno. The Walrus is Satan, and has trapped the other characters to suffer for eternity. And this is just the pocket dimension of the Walrus." Oh my god! He said some of the worst written characters I've ever seen in anime. They have no personality outside of bullet points like "I want to be Isaleb" or "I hate taxi drivers." I want to kill taxi driver. It's all just empty characters. No redeeming qualities. I, I each of the characters are were like they, were they paying attention? Dude, were they, this, were they watching this dude the show? Has no idea what he's talking about. That's each amazing. of the characters are that's so a, great. What that's the such heck? a beautifully out of touch review. Oh I love I, his his avatar is a blue hat, and on the blue hat it just says, "Please be patient. I have autism." That's the oh, avatar of well, the person who wrote this, and he gave oh, uh, man. And just like every other scrub. He gave a ten out of ten. To uh, don't toy with me, Miss Nagatoro. <laughs> okay, so well, guys, the, the last that's... thing with Odd, ta- with Odd Taxi, I we have to give our uh, what? What am I trying to say? We have to give uh, congratulations to Kazuya Konamoto, the writer of oh, yeah. this show. Just want to give him yep. some recognition. He wrote this show beautifully. So, in the voice actor for Yano. Oh yeah, uh, meteor, meteor, <laughs> meteor, the rapper. 
He yeah, me you're the rapper. Otakawa's voice actor knocked it out, y'all. I he yeah, did. I, so one of the be- I, mean, I mean, all, all the voice acting, all the voice acting. Otakawa's his like the in the final was it the final episode? His flashback yeah. is one of the most touching things I've ever watched. Like, yes, I yeah. I wasn't ready for it to be what it was. Okay, Kenny has to go to the bathroom. Let's wrap this episode up. We have reviewed Odd Taxi. We have caught up on our seasonal shows. That is what's up. That is what you were waiting for. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode where we go over all of our new seasonal stuff and go over all of our news. What, David? We should talk about the 13 episodes of, of anime that we're going to be talking I'm about. I'm going to very quickly read to you all. So here's the deal. Summer is starting. It is the summer anime season. Kenny is going to use the bathroom in his pants if I don't hurry. He's going to shit his pants. The summer anime season is upon us. And we have already selected, as of now, this may change slightly after this episode because some of these might get delayed too much um, or some of these might end up not going to a streaming service. But as of right now, the 13 shows that we will be watching here on the Uncensored Anime Podcast is the first time we're announcing this anywhere. So if you're listening, you made it this far, you're going to know our 13 shows. We're also going to be putting it over our Instagram. We always put it on our Instagram at uh, the Uncensored Anime Podcast on Instagram. We'll post what shows we're watching as well. But if you want to watch along with us this season, the 13 shows we are going to be watching are Girlfriend, Girlfriend, available on Crunchyroll starting July 3rd. Remain, available on Funimation July 4th. Sunny Boy, available on Funimation July 16th, but the first episode's actually already out, I believe. Kageki Shoujo, which is to be announced which streaming service it will be on, on July 4th. Cheat Pharmacist Slow Life, making a drugstore in, the under, in another world, also to be announced July 7th. Edotten Deities in the Peaceful Generation Crunchyroll on July 23rd. We may cut that one just because of how late the show, the show is airing. We will see. Um, the Case Study of Vanitas on Funimation on July 3rd. How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom on Funimation on July 4th. Battle in Five Seconds After Meeting, not uh, to be announced with streaming service on July 13th. Scarlet Nexus, which will be on Funimation starting on July 1st. Aquatope of White Sand, which will be on Crunchyroll starting on July 9th. Remake of Our Life to be announced streaming service July 3rd. And The Detective is Already Dead to be announced July 4th. That is our 13 new shows. Again, these may shift around. If some of those to be announced don't end up getting streaming sites, we will have to drop them. If some of them, uh, or like if they get picked up by Netflix and they end up in Kenny's favorite place, Netflix Jail, we'll have to drop them. Please, um, God. But we may even have to drop things like Eat, Eat Din and Battle in 5 Seconds just because they air so late in July compared to the rest of the shows. So we may replace those a little bit. We'll make sure that our final, final list is up on uh, on Instagram at least a couple days before the episode airs where we review uh, the show so that you can watch them ahead of time and be prepared to watch that episode. So summer 2021 season is upon us. It is probably the least, the worst season I've ever I, I'm not excited, really, for this season, so we shall see. Right, boys? Um, yeah. Just, just a little quick thing. Uh, the voice actor for Otakawa also versus Taichi Yagami. Um, he voices uh, Tanjiro from Demon Slayer, and he voices Ken Kaneki. What? In Tokyo Ghoul. The Japanese voice actor plays Tanjiro? Yep. Tanjiro, Ken Kaneki, and Taichi Yagami. That's some range right there. You're kidding me. That's some range, yep. Talking boy. to Albini as well. He played Jocko on Dragon Ball Super? Yep, bro. He's, that did honestly, not sound like Otakawa at all. The fact that it's Tanjiro is th- blowing my mind. Think yeah. about young Otakawa, though. Yeah. Young Otakawa in this episode flashback I sort of sounded like Tanjiro. 
Dang, he was in Burning Kabaddi too this season, Kenny. I love Burning Kabaddi. Okay, bro. is he the he's he's the captain? Uh, he was a pink-haired guy. I did I totally missed the name of the character though? I just saw it as I was scrolling through his his list. Um, but yes, thank you guys oh, so much for him. listening. That is the wrap on our spring 2021 anime season. You all know the drill. Make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff because it helps support the podcast. This uh, will also be available over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all those beautiful places where you can follow or rate us five stars so as to build some awareness about the podcast. So if you're enjoying it, make sure you do all that stuff because it helps us out kind of in an intangible way, right? So thank you guys so much. This has been the Unstained and Thank you so much. Man, that was a big L. Thank you so much. This has been the Uncensored Anime Podcast, and we are saying peace.